Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Cuckoo Attack podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chad Hembrock. With me, as always, is... Patrick Hughes. And we are here to talk about tomorrow, September 20th, which is a very big day for Nintendo Switch. Uh, we've got some upcoming releases. We got Untitled Goose Game finally coming out. Very excited for that. The Switch, <laughs> the Switch Lite, um, which is cool. Not getting it, but we'll talk about it a little more. But the most exciting release <laughs> is Link's Awakening, even though I'm still mad at Nintendo for not releasing the Steelbook in North America. <laughs> but we will get to that. So uh, anyway, how's it going, Patrick? How have you been? That's cool. Yeah, let's talk games. games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been playing anything new since the last time we spoke? Not really, but I will mention them nonetheless. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, playing Hearthstone still. Uh, they did actually just release the like solo adventure mode for this new expansion, so that's been fun. But it's pretty much like the previous adventure modes that they've released, where you you fight a bunch of like random bosses in a kind of roguelike mode and get upgrades for your deck as you go through and try to beat a big boss at the end but it's still fun it works so um yeah and then i was trying to finish at least one house of fire emblem before link's awakening came out tomorrow (laughs) but (laughs) that game is so long (laughs) i've put in like 60 65 hours in now and i'm i'm getting close to the end but i don't think i'll finish by tomorrow so <laughs> yeah well at least link's awakening isn't too long of a game yeah but we'll it'll, see. it'll be an it'll be a nice like break. casual <laughs> break i guess yeah so so uh... <laughs> um and then i think the only other game i played i didn't mention last time but uh a couple weeks ago i had jury duty and it made me really want to play one of the Phoenix Wrights games just to <laughs> get some courtroom drama in. <laughs> so the one I ended up playing was uh, the actually the Apollo Justice one, which was a lot of fun uh, kind of playing through that. I played through like three of the acts. Um, and I, I forgot how much fun that one in particular was because like you don't play as Phoenix Wright, but he's still in the game. But his like whole persona is just like so different than what you're used to because usually he's like a sweaty, bumbling kind of lawyer that you play as. But in this game, he's like all suave and nonchalant. He's just like, yeah, this is a uh, this evidence is not real. It's fraud. But what are you gonna do about him? Like, what what are you talking about, Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta check those out. Um... I, I hear a lot of good things about those games. Uh, just something I never even knew about until probably till I met you. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping since they just released it on switch and they have had it on sale once, but um, if you look at like the three DS versions of it, whenever it goes on sale, it's really cheap. So I'm guessing maybe like in a year or so the, what the switch version will hopefully get, get to that price and, I think this def- definitely pick it up. I think the Switch <laughs> copy was like it was like twenty bucks for the it's like a three pack, right, or something like that. It's like three yeah, yeah, it's three three of the games. Um, I think it was down to twenty bucks, like a Capcom sale or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I know the three DS version can, can get low as like ten or fifteen bucks. So um, gotcha. I'm hoping maybe with more time, the Switch version will get that cheap, and then you have to pick it up. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, if you see that, let me know. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm definitely willing to check it out. Um, you know, courtroom drama is always always fun, but it's something that yeah. I've never uh, gotten much gameplay on, other than the courtroom scene of Corano Trigger. Which, uh, I don't even know if you know about that, unless you've watched, uh, gameplay of it. No, I've not heard of that scene. Oh, that's great. You gotta play it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you would really like these games, though, too, because they have, like, a lot of puzzle elements, kind of like your, uh, point and click games that you like to play. And, like, so you investigate the crime scenes, find clues and stuff, and then once you get to, like, the actual court trials, you're trying to find uh like contradictions and piece together evidence that you found and like this contradicts that statement so like a like a where in the world's carmen san diego you gotta get your <laughs> yeah love those games <laughs> so good i had where in the usa and where in the world on my macintosh back in the day <laughs> so. uh, but Sound, yeah yeah what a, yeah so what, do, what have you been playing I've actually played quite a lot. Um, yeah, you've been talking about a whole <laughs> bunch of games, way more than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nothing new, of course, but um, <laughs> games nonetheless. Um, so a couple weeks ago, a co-worker came over with his son, and uh, his son's really big into uh, Mario, and he watches a lot of YouTube and um, <laughs> Let's Plays and stuff like that. So I fired up um, my Elgato, and uh, my N64 is currently hooked up to it. So I fired it up, it turned on, and, you know, I loaded up Mario 64. He immediately was like, oh, I love this game. I want you to beat Bowser right now. And I was like, okay. So I ran straight to the top of the tower, top of the castle, and uh, did the final Bowser boss. I think I died, like, I died once or twice going through the level because, like, I just missed the jump. So I was like, ah, what am I doing? And, um, but then I was like, you know, taking shortcuts, backflipping off of the, uh, the little conveyor <laughs> blocks and stuff like that. So I get to the top, I fight Bowser. And then by this time, um, his son's no longer interested in me playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but at that point I'm like, well, I'm fighting Bowser. I gotta, I gotta beat him. <laughs> and, uh, I died once because he, uh. At the end, when he like when he the stage falls star, down, yeah, yeah when he turned yeah. into the star, I just I kept spinning him and I kept missing the bomb because hitting <laughs> that bomb like timing it correctly just it's always been my biggest issue for the third hit and um yeah so I but I finally beat him and I was like all right cool I beat the game and you know Mario's flying around at the end so that was cool I hadn't beaten that game and I think I beat it I beat it in like 2016 I think was the last time I sat down and. I actually played it the same game too. I think the same save file. So I had like, I think I have like 80 stars. I don't even have all of them, but I just went and once I beat Bowser, I was like, ah, I should go back and get the rest, but I never did. Um, so I beat that. And then of course, um, after our last podcast, we had link to the past. Well, we had the super Nintendo games release on switch. Mm-hmm. So immediately I played link to the past. <laughs> like the night it came out and I got the first night I played for like t- two hours and I made it to the dark world. So, um, once I got to the dark world, I stopped because it was getting late. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the next day I made it to like the sixth dungeon of the dark world. And then the next night I beat it. <laughs> 
like, <laughs> and then the next night I, I had to go back and get like I think I missed like four or five heart pieces. So I was like, oh, let me go back and grab, you know, the ones that I, I know I missed. And then, of course, there's always one that I forget about. And it always ends up being the, the same one every time. And that's when you <laughs> – it's in the village that the, you drop down the well. That one? I miss it because it's behind the wall, and I always forget to bomb that wall. Oh, oh <laughs> every, that one. Okay, every yeah, single yeah, time yeah. I forget to bomb the wall to get the second heart piece there. <laughs> so um or to get the actual harpies in that that yeah. part so um I, w- I could not remember i was like which one did i miss and then i like did a quick look and i was like oh yeah that one i think i missed it the last time i played this game <laughs> but i know where like every other one is and it's just that one always slips my mind for some reason <laughs> so um so i beat that 100 percent done um then the next day i jumped into super mario world and uh i I think I played about four or five hours total of that game, and I beat that 100%. Got all the uh, secret exits. I got all the switches, all that stuff. All the, beat all Bowser. All the Star World, the tubular. All the Star World stuff um, <laughs> done. Um, so that's 100%. And then I got in to super ghouls and ghosts (laughs) (laughs) which i have always been terrible at i think i've made it to the second level like once in my life as a kid um or even as an adult but we have the rewind feature and i was like you know what i'm gonna see this entire game all the way through if even if i have to use rewind i don't care i just want to see it so i played it it was very frustrating i rewound constantly um (laughs) missing jumps and honestly i was trying to keep my power up the whole time because i just didn't want to like turn into a skeleton every hit so um i tried to keep the armor the entire time especially when i once i got the gold armor um but i uh, i made it to the goddess and then she told me i needed to find the bracelet so (laughs) i was like i knew this was coming because you know Patrick told me about this and I've, you know, I've heard people talk about it in the past. So I was kind of played a whole game again. So, yeah, but I was kind of hesitant to play it because I don't know. I was like, all right, I shouldn't, should I do it? But then I was like, no, I'm going to beat this. I want to see the final boss. I want to see the end of this game. So I, um, I did a quick Google search on what the bracelet was, because if I would have made it to the end again and not had the bracelet, I would have been really pissed off. So (laughs) I read that the bracelet appears as a fairy and you can only get it if you have the gold armor. So it's kind of like, who would ever figure that out? You would never figure that out. Like that's the reason why game pro and Nintendo power existed was for stuff like that. Um, so I, I'm fine with that. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I did it when I was a kid and I still do it. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> not they for lie. Me. They lie. <laughs> so not for me. Um, but I did play through an actual, that playthrough I did rather quick. Um, because the game is very, um, uh, pattern based. So, um, the second playthrough was much faster. I didn't die as much. I still rewound a lot, but um, most of that rewind was that like, I would literally just take one hit and I would rewind. Cause I was like, no, I want to get through this <laughs> and not have to lose my armor and find new armor. Especially again, once I got the gold and then 
once I got that fairy bracelet or whatever, um, I kept it the whole game. I kept it from like level two all the way to the end. And everyone says that the bracelet's like the worst item you can use in the game too. Um, so anyway, I got to the boss, didn't think I was even going to be able to beat the boss with rewind because of like at first when it pops up, um, I don't know if you've seen it or played it. He spits out two platforms that go up, but when they come out, he also shoots lasers in a clockwise or counterclockwise pattern. So, and it's literally like, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, like they mm-hmm. shoot in a clockwise pattern. Um, so I finally figured that that pattern and I was able to beat it. Um, it wasn't too bad, but again, rewind made it no consequence. And if I would have had to do that without reasoning rewind, it never would have happened. <laughs> so um, I saw the ending of the game and it was okay. Mm. I mean, I, I was glad I did it and I would have only done the rewind. Part of me wants to go try to play it without rewind just that way i'm i can actually get those power-ups as i go and see how far i can get but at the same time i'm not going to do that anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to see the ending for myself and actually play through the game and uh get a feel for it but my biggest complaint of the game the jump mechanic sucks like jumping and then having to double jump and then Mm -hmm. you can like change directions when you double jump was really weird so getting used to the physics are all just so bad and wonky. Yeah, like, it just throws me off. It's, like, really very difficult to figure that mm-hmm. out. Um, and then the other major complaint I have is, so if you have the armor, the standard armor, and you get hit, you become naked. But then if you have the standard armor and then you get the gold armor upgrade, you get hit, you're still naked again. So it's like well, what the what was the point of the gold armor other than to get this power bracelet? Like, you would think that... You would mm-hmm. think that if I had the gold the gold armor, I would get hit, oh, oh. and then it would turn silver, and then I would, you know... It's kind of it's kind of like old-school Mario Brothers, where if you had the fire fire, you turn small Mario. Sure, um, sure. They, they later changed that down the road, where it, then it's like two stages of Mario, but... I can understand it in, like the original ghosts and goblins mm. but in super ghosts and ghouls or super ghouls and ghosts yeah i feel like that should have been that should have been that should have been amended yeah but. so i feel like that that's just it stuck too much to that original game and that's a mechanic that just mm-hmm. it's unnecessary difficulty <laughs> in my opinion but um but anyway i was glad i did it i'm glad i beat the game um even if it wasn't legitimate that's fine <laughs> um, I, I feel that that experience is still better than just YouTubing watching the, the game. <laughs> like, I don't know. Cause I don't know <laughs> for, oh, for me. Cause I, I would rather physically move. You want, the you want to feel the, the frustration. Game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just... so, oh, I still got frustrated. There's times where I was like, God damn it. I got to rewind this. And I was like getting really ears, you know, irritated. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but you're, no. you're being so you're being so polite to this game, Chad. I I I'm not afraid to take flag. This is a bad game. It's bad game design. It's frustrating. Enemies pop up and just hit you out of nowhere, and you can't like change. And it's like this is so dumb. Why am I even playing this? No, I, and I, and I agree with you. I agree with you because I I don't understand why people like the game so much. Um, 
just because of how freaking hard it is. Like, I'm sure if you play it enough, you can figure out the patterns and stuff like that. I mean, that's what a lot of games were, but it's just so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, There's just so just, many other games you could play and just have so much more fun with. So brutal, but... um. I don't know. I had to. I had to play yeah. through it to see what the hype was because I was hoping that there was going to be something that was like, mm-hmm. "This is awesome." And the, there were some really cool like mode seven um, stuff in the game. Uh, like you had like the water coming and like the fire. Oh yeah, that, rising, that level like, that. Where, like the water kept going up and down. Yeah, and the water like... going up and down was cool. And then there's like the level where the ground starts flashing and then turns into spikes and you've got to jump up onto the platform and then your platform like rotates and then you can take a whole nother path now. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. There's some really cool like level stuff in the game, but I guess, and that's why, you know, like that's what I didn't know before playing it myself. I'm like bumping everything right now. I'm like, (laughs) keep moving and hitting the table, bumping the mic. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, I would not recommend it. I don't understand why people <laughs> love it, but it was fun. It was fun to play through. I'm glad I played through it. It was a game yeah. that has kind of always been in my radar since I was a kid that I'd never seen past like the second level. So I was cool with that. Um, so to wrap up my segment real quick <laughs> for my <laughs> games, it's a lot. This is three games right there huge games but um (laughs) i've picked up uh, my switch and i turned on bayonetta the original bayonetta um to try to continue my game on that which i haven't touched in probably over a year (laughs) and that was on chapter three so i finished chapter three or maybe i finished chapter four i don't remember i think i played a chapter i played a single chapter so (laughs) i made progress um, there was like one time I was getting frustrated cause I hadn't played the game in so long. I forgot what does what, how to do combos, how to do my torture moves and, uh, <laughs> everything. But that game's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it, every time I play it, I just get this like dreamcast Sega arcade beat em up like feel. And it's, it's cool to me. Like I love, it feels like a dreamcast game to me. Mm-hmm. It really does, and um, I really, I really like that. I just, it's getting in the mood, like getting in the mood to go play it, is <laughs> is the hard part for me. But once I start playing it, I do enjoy it for the most part. But it's a lot of button mashing, and then when I get a chance to go to Hell's Gate to buy like power ups, I have no money, and I'm like, how do I not have any money? I've opened every chest I see, I've killed every demon I see, and I still don't have enough money to buy like the the next power up <laughs> so, yeah. it's, so it's about like getting combos and getting graded well in that yeah. game which is hey i got a couple like a plus ratings and gold ratings and stuff oh, did like you that. Have... yeah so it's actually doing pretty well overall uh, i think there's i had like one silver um part of a chapter but then like yeah i got like a gold but then there was definitely one time i died like six times in a row <laughs> and i was like how many times can i die because it was like counting them it gives you like a a skull for each time you <laughs> die and continue. And I was like, well, I'm going to run out of continues eventually. <laughs> but, um, but no, that was cool. Um, last thing I want to mention real quick is, uh, if you do not have Xbox game pass, <laughs> you should definitely pick it up. <laughs> and, um, as I say that this is, I just opened it up just to go down my list of stuff that I just recently got. 
uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night has just been added to Game Pass. I heard, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going There's to There's one more. <laughs> I'm going to be downloading that right now as we speak <laughs> because I've wanted to play that for the longest time. So, yeah, Xbox Game Pass, I have it on PC. I don't have it on Xbox, so I can't speak for that. But um, I just recently installed a bunch of games that I've wanted to play for a very long time. So, um I downloaded Wander Song a while back, yeah. um, which Patrick recommended. Um, <laughs> I just picked up Dead Cells was on here, so I've wanted nice. to play that for a uh, while. Yeah. I just didn't want to pay for it because I don't know if I'll like it because it's roguelike, but mm. everyone says it's great, so now I can check it out for free. Um, Sunset Overdrive is on here, which is now on... Uh, owned by Sony, apparently. You know, it's an that's, Xbox property. That's studio. Yeah, yeah. that's well, studio. That- the studio is mainly Sony for a lot of games, but they did dabble with uh, exclusives for other uh, platforms like yeah. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, so um, so I've always wanted to check that game out. Um, I almost bought it on Xbox One like a long time ago, but then I ended up going with um, The Evil Within and like a buy one, get one free. And mm-hmm. I don't even have that game anymore. <laughs> Traded <laughs> that in. Um, but a game that me and Patrick played a couple uh, months ago was Ape Out. Ape Out has been added to that, so I yeah, grabbed that. Good. Um, haven't played it yet, other than when me and Patrick played it. Um, I picked up Worms WMD, which I did play a little <laughs> bit of because I haven't played Worms since like Worms Armageddon on PC. Yeah, that, that was the last Worms game oh, I played. <laughs> Worms Armageddon was so good. So good. So Ow! good. <laughs> the holy hand grenade yeah yeah it's so good um i forgot about i forgot about the worms like blowing themselves up and turning in the cross oh yeah yeah yeah, little different tombstones yeah so i just played the first level that was like um like a trial level thing and and the game's cool because like you don't just kill the other team they had like objectives you can do for each level so it was like I, I met all the objectives by beating the worms, but then there was a um, one of the objectives was um, kill all of them and finish the level being inside of a building. So then it just kind of like to be in the building, you have to kind of like adjust your strategy and your shot. Mm-hmm. And um, but, you know, just little stuff like that. I, I need to play more of it just to see um, to see where to go. But um yeah, so I got that. Um, I picked up the Shenmue 1 and 2 collection a while back. Um, I grabbed Creature in the Well because I've heard a lot of people talk about that b- being pretty good. Yeah. Um, Goner, I grabbed that because I always thought that looked kind of interesting. But again, it was just something I'm like, I didn't really want to pay like 10 bucks <laughs> if I don't like it. So this having Game Pass for 5 bucks a month, killer. Um, I picked up Portal Bridge Constructor Portal or... Bridge Constructor Portal. Um, and then I picked up Guacamelee 2. I've been tempted to play that game too, yeah. Because uh, the first one was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've heard great things about them, and I haven't played any of them. But I've I've heard just amazing things, especially about the first one. Yeah. So um, I think that's a multiplayer game too, if we want to play that together or okay. something. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure, but we can for sure. Um, and then the other two games I have is Wolfenstein 2 and Forza Horizon. So I've had this service for, I guess, two months now, three months, because it came out in um, around E3. 
Uh, the first mm-hmm. the first month was a dollar, and then the next two months have been five bucks. So I've paid eleven dollars so far, and I just named off about twenty games. <laughs> so that's totally worth now you it. just now you just need to play them. I know I just need to play them now. That's that's the part. That's the bad part. Um, <laughs> that's what sucks. But no, I definitely want to play Ape Out. I definitely want to play Dead yeah. Cells. Um, I just need a I just need a better setup for my PC. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just not comfortable. If, uh... If Forza Horizon gets the that Lego, um, oh, it's there. It's expand. on here. Is is it on there? Yeah, I played it. Yeah. I want to try it. It's all here. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all included. That's what's beautiful about Game Pass, is that oh, it man. includes all your DLC, everything. So I'm actually downloading and installing um, uh, Bloodstained right now. Eight nice, point nice. eight point five gigs. So um, so yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy playing games and finding games. Nothing new, of course, other than you know downloading all the new games. But um, you're playing a lot of old games though. So I'm playing a lot of games. I'm just enjoying myself right now. Um, you know, I I don't play games till about eight o'clock at night, and then I play. You know, depending on what else I've got going on, I play till about bedtime. So, um, but yeah. Thanks. Speaking of new games to play, we got the biggest ones to talk about coming out tomorrow, or or I guess whenever, by the time you're listening to this, uh, it might already be out, but yes. (laughs) It will will already be out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This this episode will maybe get up this weekend. Maybe if we lo- upload the raw, unedited audio versions. But... I can do that. I can throw it on iTunes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I don't know. What do you want to start with? you want to start with this, the Switch Lite in general? I guess we can talk about that news first. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah we talked about this in the past. Uh, it's the handheld-only dedicated version of the Switch. Um, the reviews have started to come out. Um and the first thing that everyone tried was to put it into their switch docks <laughs> and it does not put out audio, but it will charge your device. All right. So, um, that's <laughs> something I heard. Um, they said that the buttons feel more like squishy and less clicky than joy con buttons. Interesting. And, uh, but the, jo- the joy con, the sticks, I, uh, I think are the same. They're like okay. the same as the the switch, or very similar. So people are concerned if they're gonna drift. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they've. Uh, I haven't heard too much about it. Honestly, I haven't looked because it's just something I'm probably not gonna pick up unless they release like a link. Link's Awakening version tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Nintendo. <laughs> but um. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much that. Um, it comes out tomorrow. Green, or no, not green. No, turquoise. <laughs> Chad's thinking of that Zelda that, yeah. that doesn't exist. Green. That's what I want. That's what I want. You got the the Pokemon versions. I think those are going to come There's out with Pokemon, Sword and Shield though. later. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got the uh, the yellow, the turquoise, and the gray yep. um, are your current color selection for that. So. Um, yeah, if you play handheld only, you want a little smaller console, have no interest in playing on the TV, and want to save like a hundred bucks, there it is. Retails uh one ninety nine, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it does it does save you a hundred bucks, and it is a pretty impressive library what the Switch has now. So, yeah, 
Um, if you don't mind losing the versatility that is the normal switch, that yeah. is. But HD Rumble's gone as well, right? Remember, no, no HD Rumble, uh, no detachable Joy Cons, no ability to dock. So you can yeah. still connect Joy Cons separately if you own them, but and Pro Controller, I would yeah. imagine. Something yeah. Like that. Uh, no kickstand though. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that's um, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we'll see how it sells. Um, I know a lot of people have already talked about wanting to get it, and they're excited to have a mm-hmm. handheld-only device because they have no interest in playing on TV. Yeah, so, or even as a secondary device for larger households. Yeah, so. yeah. So, yeah. so that's out tomorrow. Um, we've also got a release date for Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> That's also coming out tomorrow, and about that, it's going to retail for nineteen ninety nine. But if you buy it, I don't know how long it's going to be. But at least if you buy it tomorrow on launch day, it's going to be fourteen ninety nine. So mm-hmm. you're saving five bucks. You cannot pre order it. Um, they they specifically said no pre orders. You're gonna have to purchase it tomorrow. Um, but you will save five bucks buying it um, at least on launch day. I don't know if it. Um, will run through like a weekend or something like that. I don't remember what they said on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game looks like we expect um, from the trailers I've seen. You're a goose. It's a stealth-based game. Um, <laughs> you sneak up on people. You steal things. Uh, you just cause havoc as a goose. I'm excited to <laughs> play that. I, I feel like I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. I think I'm going to laugh. I feel like it will probably get old quick. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to grab it for the $14.99 price. Um, if I miss that $14.99 price, I'll probably hold off until a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think 20 bucks is a little too much for what I think I'm going to get out of that game. Mm-hmm. So we will see what happens. Um, I'm As of right now, I'm planning on getting it for you know $14.99. Yeah, you think uh, you're gonna pick it up tomorrow, or? Uh, yeah, probably. Right. Uh, I'll, if I remember, it all depends. It all just depends on if I remember to grab it. Um, you're gonna get distracted by the other game coming out that day. It's true, and that game <laughs> is, sir. Link's Awakening. Wake up, everyone. Yeah, it's tomorrow. It is. It's, tomorrow. it's here. So, um, <laughs> this game was announced uh, about a year ago. Uh, I. I I think it was, it was actually just this spring. Are you sure about that? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> okay, but let's keep up. talking. <laughs> I feel like it was just about a year ago. Um, time flies. You might be right, though. Um, but yeah, the first day I saw that opening trailer um, blew my mind that this game was going to be remade, especially in the way that they did it. In February. That's when February. they announced okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, nine months, I guess. No, uh, not yeah. quite, not yeah, quite. Just about? Yeah. So, uh, seven months. Seven months. February. Okay. February, that's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this game blew my mind. Um, you know, we talked about that before. Um, I had the direct playing on my phone in, like, the glove box of my car, listening to the audio. And I heard this, like, water rushing. And I was like, huh? And I kind of glanced over at my phone and saw water. And I was like... 
All right, this looks very anime. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm watching the trailer right now just because. Oh man, it's and then and then I like look. You know, I was I was driving and I just kind of glanced back over and I was like, "All right, I can't watch this obviously because you know I gotta keep my eyes on the road." And then I when I glanced over, I saw Link's boot, and when I saw his boot, I knew immediately. I was like, "No, no, Link's Awakening, get the hell out of here." And I was just expecting it to be like, I was expecting it to be like pixel art, like a pixel art remake. And then it jumps into that claymation art style that they've shown these little toy, a toymation or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so cool. Looked amazing. Uh, I couldn't watch it because again, I was, I was driving. <laughs> so like, I literally just like, I was like, Oh my God, I got goosebumps in the car. I was like two minutes away from where I was going. As soon as I got there, I immediately like, looked up the trailer and watched it on the sidewalk and was like, Oh <laughs> man, this is amazing. So, um, the game looks beautiful. They've, yeah. um, they've added a bunch of like new heart pieces in the game, new mechanics with your, uh, your weapons being tied to buttons instead of having to go into your menu to select all your items. Um, mm-hmm. well, those items are your, your sword, your shield, your Pegasus boots, um, you still have to select, you know, your your main items. Like I would assume. Well, I think the bracelet too is always attached. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but, but still, that's a, that's a huge like upgrade. Oh, and that right there alone is worth. Yeah. Like, you know the the remaster. Um, uh, they've added a bunch of things called uh, like Nintendo collectible um, statues in the game, like little toys. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how that is tied into the game because this yeah. game has a pretty in-depth uh, trading sequence already. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if some of those objects are going to be used for that trading sequence or if it's um, different. Um, I haven't paid attention to the I reviews. I don't think it will affect that particular like quest, but um, yeah, I am curious like how all these extra things are going to be worked in because... Did they already come up with like new little rooms or puzzles for them, or are they just kind of like hiding them in spots around the world? Like, um, because from everything I've heard from like uh journalists talking about it, it's been very one to one, so I don't imagine there's like many new puzzles or anything, but yeah, um, I've tried to stay away from most reviews (laughs) just because like. I know the game so much, and I I'm just very excited to experience the new environment, the new art style myself. Um, like I said in another episode, you know I've seen a bunch of episodes of like the the shop, the sh- what you can do in the shop. Uh, I've seen uh, pictures of like Wart is in it as one of the like dungeon bosses that you fight. Um, I've seen, you know, I've seen like the standard trailer when they first launched it and you saw like some of the dungeon stuff and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's the release, the announcement trailer. Um, you're going to see some stuff, but, um, there's just, I don't want to see more because the more <laughs> I see, the more I'm like, all right, this isn't new. Although I say that. And then as soon as I start playing it, it's just going to bring a smile to my face. Um, <laughs> I did see something today on Reddit that was pretty interesting to me and I'm going to bring it up. Um, did you see anything about the crane game? Have you seen that? 
I've heard a little bit about it, like how some of these mini games have actually changed how the mechanics of how it works. Correct. So yeah. the crane game, and I bring that up just because that was something so weird to be in a Zelda game. That's what this game's just <laughs> so unconventional. It's great. Um, but the crane game in the original one, you had four conveyor belts that went in a square and items were on it. And really the best way to do it is you line up the thing to the top. And as soon as the one thing crossed one of the lines, you hit the button and you would pretty much always get the item you want based on that timing. Um, the new one, it looks like there's just a table with a couple items on it. And in the back, you've got two platforms that slide. Mm-hmm. And the crane is, it's still overhead, but from what I saw is that the physics on it are like crazy, crazy hard. Like there's a seashell in the video that the guy's trying to pick it up. And every time he tries to pick it up, the seashell starts like shaking and falls out like a real crane game. <laughs> um, and in the game boy one, it was just timing. And, and it was, if you got it, you got it. You know, this one, you get it and it will fall out like a real, you know, like a real crane, almost like uh Kirby's Adventure, when you played the bonus game in the crane, you'd pick oh, yeah. stuff up and it'd always drop them, stuff like that. So, um, so it'll be interesting to like, that's the only thing I saw. Um, and I did not see a Yoshi doll in the video. So, that I don't know if it's hiding or what the deal interesting. is. Interesting. So, I did yeah. not see a Yoshi doll. I don't know if it was but there or maybe somebody already got it. Kind of important for like starting this. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, we will see what happens. Um, that's about all I know about the game besides the dungeon builder. Mm. Um, yeah. So, is there anything you're particularly excited to see or? Um, the music. Um, Mm -hmm. the world in general, just being able to explore it in a more open fashion. Yeah. Um, I I can't wait to see how it kind of feels now that it's more like scrolling nature rather than section by screen to screen. It's definitely going to give it a different feel to the game. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. Um, I was actually paying attention to that today. They, um, I watched the, uh, game explain released the, um, a while back. They did a comparison of the game boy, next to the switch version Mm. so i watched that again today and they like slow it down frame by frame (laughs) and seeing them like you know you start out at your house or taran's house and then you go to the next screen and there's bow wow and the little fox or the dog Mm -hmm. or whatever jumping around and like seeing it like and then the other one's just like transitioning through the world smoothly was just it was so cool like that alone makes the game feel so much different yeah Um, just from that so i i'm looking forward to that i've heard the frame rates not a big deal because a lot of people were complaining about the the frame rates yeah Um, i I keep hearing like mixed things about it like it's not that bad and like uh, it's a little bad and so i'm curious well i mean think of it this like i i i don't like this (laughs) But, like, Breath of the Wild, when it came out, it suffered from some frame stuttering. It's true. And it got a hundred times better. <laughs> like, you, there were times where, like, anytime you got to the forest, it would just start, like, 
mm-hmm. getting really choppy. You drop down to like 20 frames a second. Yeah, Kakuri Ferraris was definitely the worst offender in that yeah. game. Yeah. So they definitely fixed that. I remember they fixed like a lot of that. Um, a lot of the performance issues they did end up tweaking. So I can see that happening. Doesn't excuse them from not having it working well. As no. We, we've had that discussion about games, yeah. you know. But- people just releasing broken games but um <laughs> it you know I, I think they if it, if the game's still playable and it's not to the mm-hmm. point where it's like really like chugging at like 10 frames a second or something then it's fine mm-hmm. yeah at, at the end of the day for breath of the wild the lag was minuscule to like everything else that oh, yeah. i remembered about the game so yeah exactly there was like maybe one time where i was like uh, 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 okay i'm good yeah <laughs> so but yeah that's um we will be picking up our pre-orders tomorrow uh, around noon and then unfortunately have to be at the office until (laughs) the game's over (laughs) why didn't we take off chad because we are stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was a mistake because we could have we could have just played it and been done yeah it would have been but, fun but yeah oh well we'll say we'll save that for breath of the wild too yeah. we'll definitely take off then yeah <laughs> and e3 and e3 yeah. again <laughs> so but uh yeah that's cool we'll be getting that i'll also be getting the um the amiibo tomorrow mm-hmm. that comes out so um, you're just you're just getting the zelda amiibo not these uh smash ones though. no no i'm just getting yeah. the just getting the Link's awakening amiibo um we also got the uh the dreamers edition of Link's awakening which mm-hmm. comes with a 120-page um, art book, Ooh. which I'm yeah. looking forward to that. That's going to be really cool seeing you know the different character designs for everyone in this world because there there have been other um, like designs for these characters in the past, mm-hmm. like um, particularly like Marin. She's had a couple different um, character designs like you have your mm-hmm. your little game boy sprite and then they have like your full-size sprite and then now the new sprite yeah. so i'm sure they'll have you know a yeah. bunch of stuff about that and maybe maybe a little concept sketches or something like you know Baron and taryn like inspired what were end up being uh malon and talon and ocarina of time yeah. so yeah. yeah so so that's that's gonna be cool to see some of that stuff and um um of course uh like i mentioned before the steelbook did not come out in (laughs) america which sucks because they released the steelbook case for the game that looks like an old dmg 001 game boy which is the original model and it has the links the links awakening uh title screen on it and it looks awesome and there's it's no, cool there's no reason why they couldn't have just cool. put that in the yeah. box too like i don't understand why you make all these extra i don't know so dumb they could have easily gotten an extra 20 bucks for me so <laughs> <laughs> but i just want the art book so it works for me <laughs> yeah so the steel book would have been great um, yeah so i'm a little disappointed about that and then there's like a bunch of stuff going on at nintendo of new york um yeah store they've got like um all kinds of like exclusive clothes and just like there's a poster too that's posters yeah 15 dollar poster at like it's like a black and white outline of the map of the island 
Oh, man. And there's only 200 of them, and I'm like, oh, I want one. It looks so cool. <laughs> I wish I could go. <laughs> so that's, a, that's what we should have done. We should have taken off and gone to New York again. <laughs> you know, we still got time. We could start driving. We could totally right now. get to New York. It's just the whole, you know, having a job and a family thing that gets in the way. We can still get back in time and just, <laughs> <laughs> just can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a, midnight, a mid- midnight release. release yeah. I know. yeah, we we would we be, do it. It'd be close. It'd be close. <laughs> I think we missed the ship by about an hour. If we left like an hour ago, maybe. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, yeah. Other than that, um, tomorrow there's there's a bunch of stuff coming out tomorrow too. Um, I can't even remember everything that's coming out. Um, one thing I actually forgot that's coming out tomorrow, um, is the Sega Genesis mini. Oh yeah. So I got an alert this morning that it was shipped and I'll have it tomorrow. (laughs) So (laughs) that's cool. That's another, another little mini console, 40 classic games. I'm sure it will have a mod for it shortly after it comes out to play. In addition to the other 17 SNES games that you have now sitting (laughs) so um so yeah i have a lot of genesis games uh there's there's a lot of stuff on there that i've played as a kid that i want to play again and some stuff i never did play but i've heard really good things about so um i I don't have the list in front of me right now again i completely forgot it was coming out tomorrow (laughs) i had it pre-ordered and i got the alert um this morning saying it was uh it'll be shipped tomorrow or it'll be delivered tomorrow so um looking forward to getting that um so yeah um we skipped some big news that came out that's right um one of the last times we had a podcast and that was because we were excited for super nintendo coming out on switch (laughs) (laughs) but um there was a i I just forgot because like they did it as our own separate thing so i was like oh yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shovel Knight, um, Yacht Club Games did their own uh, direct, and I say direct because they literally took the format of the Nintendo. Direct. It was very much, and it was pretty much a Shovel Knight direct because it was just like all Shovel Knight news. <laughs> yeah, it's all Shovel Knight news. Uh, they finally finished and gave a release date for the final DLC pack. I think it's called a King of Cards. King of Cards. It comes out. I believe it was like December. 6th it was December. Or something like that. I don't like remember the, f- the exact date. It but was like December. Be- yeah, it was like the beginning of December. Yeah, early early December. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's looking pretty cool. Looks like a nice full campaign, just like the last two DLCs that they did for like Plague Knight and Spectre Shadow. Yeah. Um, even has like a little playable card game within the game. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. So, um, and then they had the like Smash Brothers mode that they were adding. I think it was called Shovel Knight Showdown. Yeah, Shovel Knight Showdown. That was a uh, basically yeah, it was a uh, it was a Smash Brothers more like a like a sixteen bit version of Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is but they, uh, they have actually like a lot of a lot of playable characters in it, and they even had almost like. A classic run mode where you fight like, like through a campaign of characters and stuff, kind of like Smash Brothers, and yeah, it was crazy how similar it was. Like they they're even like 
emulating like the tone of it with like the music and the announcements i'm like okay <laughs> yeah we get yeah. you like smash <laughs> yeah no they just like nintendo like the uh yeah. during during their direct it was like they were playing music and it literally sounded like the eShop music or the Wii shop music yeah it's kind of like bump 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 it's very very similar to that and uh that that caught my attention almost immediately <laughs> um then they they announced their next game that they're working on which is a shovel knight dig which i, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe we talked about this maybe not oh i don't know <laughs> no no we we, we, we totally missed it? it okay maybe yeah. it's just me and you've talked it was, about it it was probably on the side but <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, um this yeah. was being done in partnership with another studio right um i forget what their name was was it like like tuneless soft or something uh, I'll look it up real quick. I got you. <laughs> it was Yacht Club Games with... I don't see it. <laughs> I don't remember. It was some... Um... I'll find it. Yeah, some Flash-based um, Flash game company. Uh, Nitrum. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it started with an N. That was all I could remember. Yeah, Nitrum. There it is. I see Nitrum. it now. So yeah, um, yeah. Sorry about that. That was. It. I know that name <laughs> is familiar. Like they I did... played a game of theirs. Oh, Bomb Chicken. That was the one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They did Bomb. That Chicken. was the other game. They I made. remember that. I remember they did Bomb <laughs> Chicken. That game was fun too. I got to play more of that. I played it at your house that day. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It, it gets hard, but it was a fun game. I didn't finish it, but yeah, yeah, I should, I should finish that one. Yeah. So uh, that shows promise, at least with that kind of partnership. I think um, it still looked a little early from what they shown, but I'm sure. Yeah, it um, looked, it looked kind of. I don't know if you can go back, but like it was basically like you're going down, just keep digging down to these different mm-hmm. worlds. But it was a lot of exploration. Um. Yeah, it was, it was almost like SteamWorld Dig, but more as a, like, Spelunky roguelike. But at the same time, it had, like, some, I guess, set moments that it would want you to face as you get deep enough. Like, oh, here comes a boss battle or something. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's very early still. They didn't say anything about a release that I remember hearing. Uh, I would assume probably, like, next year. Uh, I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, and then I think the only other thing they announced were their amiibos are coming. So yeah, the three pack. Yeah, if you want some more shovel knight amiibos, get ready. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a plague knight. Um, the Basically, the three DLCs. Yeah, yeah. Three DLCs. plague knight, specter knight, and king knight. Specter knight, yeah, and king knight. So, so those are coming out. Um, we just forgot to talk about that. Our bad. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So some other news. Uh, Celeste released their chapter nine DLC, which we briefly touched on last time. Um, now it's out. I downloaded it. It's free. It's free. <laughs> it's included in the game. Uh, if you have it already, um, I downloaded it. I loaded up my game, saw that I was on the B sides and the library, I think, or the hotel because the books I was in the hotel and I remember why I stopped playing the game. <laughs> it was incredibly hard, and I completely forgot the mechanics of that game. So um, yeah. I haven't even tried Chapter 9 yet because I've heard that it's just the hardest of hard levels. So 
I tried it one night, um, and it was fun. Uh, it's it's better than the seasides, I would say, only in the fact that at least you have like you checkpoints for screen to screen. Because um, I hear in the seasides, you have to beat like the whole seaside without dying. So gotcha. I'm like that. That's no, I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> Just turn on assist mode and go through it. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, I got stuck after a few screens just cause I forgot a mechanic and then I looked up the video. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot you could do that. Okay. Yeah. So That's I might go back and try. When I yeah. was trying to play this, the level I'm on, there's like the little blobs that go back and forth mm-hmm. and you got to fall on a platform, but then you got to touch like three orbs to unlock the door. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, like I forgot you could like hold onto the wall <laughs> and I was like, how do you do? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, then I just, I don't know. I can't remember what to do. So yeah, it's going to take some time to, to figure out how to, how to yeah. get that one. But, but from, from a little bit I played, it was fun. So I'll probably go back for sure. Yeah. So this is, this yeah. finishes the game. Uh, this brings a conclusion to the story. Closure. Yeah. Closure. <laughs> and, um, Apparently, they uh, Matt makes games has said that they do not want to make another Celeste game. So, um, we'll see what comes from that, what their next game is, and um, go from there. Yeah. Um, one other news that came out this week was that Rockstar released a game launcher for no reason for PC. <laughs> um, but with that, you get a free copy of San Andreas Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So. If you want if you, that or yeah. want to play it again, didn't play it. If you it. haven't already picked it up for like three dollars on Steam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just thought I'd throw that in here. Free games are always fun. But um so I guess the last thing we'll talk about for the night, um one of my buddies reached out to me from listening to the show, my friend Vegas. Um he shot me a message and asked me and Patrick I wish you two would do a list of must-play games for casual gamers that are fun but do not require a mastery of a skill set that takes months to learn. So we're going to call this segment What the Cluck. <laughs> Unless you uh, can think of a better name, please comment. But <laughs> What the Cluck is what we're going with for now. Um, so, yeah, this will be the first question. Um, so me and Patrick talked about this. We both kind of have different opinions of what a uh, casual game is. Um, <laughs> so, how do you want to do this? Do you want to you want to go down your list first, and then I'll go down maybe my we, list, or we'll just go, one we'll, at a maybe time? we'll bounce back and forth. Back yeah, and forth. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you yeah. start it off. Okay. So I'm gonna take this in a very extreme casual definition, as in pretty much anyone should be able to play this. I think this is like extreme casual, easygoing kind of game. And I would start my list off with the Animal Crossing series. You can't really go wrong with anyone. I guess New Leaf is the most recent and probably best in the series, so I'd name that. But keep your eye on New Horizon coming out for Switch. Um, but yeah, these games are super laid back. Like The objective of the game is whatever you make of it. If you want to focus on filling up your encyclopedia of fish, go for it. If you want to just decorate your house or befriend the neighbors, plant trees, it's whatever you want. And really, if you want to experience everything the game has to play, you only have to play for like maybe 10, 15 minutes a day, see what's new in the store, what your neighbors are up to, that kind of stuff. But you could also play for like 
couple hours if you want like i feel like focusing on this right now or something so it's just a, such a chill relaxing game and it, the barrier to entry is pretty accessible to anyone so that'd be my number one pick for casual easy to play games cool um so something i'm gonna just jump with this one that we both spoke about which we both have on our list and um that's captain toad yeah Um, so captain toad is a very simple puzzle game um came out on the wii u and then was ported to the nintendo switch um but it's a it's like isometric but you can twist the world around with the camera um Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different things you can do to like find secrets like hidden behind the wall when you spin the world yeah Um, i know i know the wii u version used a lot of touchscreen kind of stuff with it too sometimes but but i'm not sure they might have got rid of some of that with the switch version yeah Um, i wanted to pick it up on switch but i I, because i never beat it on wii u I, i beat the first campaign but i never finished the second campaign there's um, actually three. There's three. No, it's okay. Yeah. So there's a bunch that I <laughs> didn't play, and well, they're um, all pretty short. Yeah, know? it wasn't that it was like hard or anything. I just no. I beat the first one, and I played a couple of the next one. I was like, I'll come back to it, and I never did. <laughs> so, um, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Very very casual. Um, so for for me, the way I look at casual games, a lot of them are puzzle based. Um, now they're definitely puzzle games that are extremely challenging and require a lot of like out of the we box will, thinking and we will not be recommending baba is you yeah, for this list <laughs> baba is you is <laughs> even insane. though it's great it's a great no. game but it's insane like it is not friendly to <laughs> yeah no, barrier of entry we would not suggest that one at all but uh captain toad's very cool it's um you're playing as toad um captain toad from the mario series <laughs> you cannot jump um, mm-hmm. so it's all about, you know, using the paths available, uh, using platforms that move using, um, is there, are there ladders you can climb? Yeah. There's, there's like little like, ladders or, uh, little cranks that can lift up platforms. Yeah. And... Yeah. And that's like some of the touch stuff we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the game's just a lot of fun. It's super easy. It's very, very chill. Um, you know, like Patrick said, almost anybody can pick it up and, and play, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that comparison. So um, I think that would have to be a must-play Nintendo game on Wii U if you have it or Switch if you have it. So Yeah, and the Switch version comes with a few extra levels, so yeah, maybe a little incentive there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a great pick, especially just... I think it excels in its simplicity by, like, limiting what you can do, and that just... Um, it doesn't make the game too simple, but it just helps like keep everything focused and just each level so unique and interesting. Yeah. Uh, so like I can just walk around. Let's see how I'm going to reach my destination. What can I do to manipulate and get there? Yeah. So and, and you have set paths. You can only go like certain ways. So it's but, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to but, figure out the mechanic to get where you need to go. But like yeah. You know, you're not. It's not just like an open world where you're running around and you no, can no. break it. No, no. They're so. like little intricate but simple Rubik's cubes that you just like unwind and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely recommend that. And a lot of my picks are puzzle focused. So, um, <laughs> but let's go to the next one. What you got? I'll give you some variety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
one of the other most chill games I can think of, but it's still a worthy experience for any gamer. This is kind of a game that helped push the envelope for games as art, is uh, a game called Flower. Uh, it's made by that game company. Um, they also later made Journey, not the band. but <laughs> Also a great game, though, that would fit for this list. But uh, I'm going to go with Flower here just because... It is such a beautiful game, just like the art direction and the music is so relaxing. And all you do is kind of like tilt the controller and you are the wind kind of like guiding flower petals around and you're kind of trying to guide it over other flowers to make more of them bloom. And as you kind of make more flowers bloom, the landscape changes and you're kind of unlocking different parts of the landscape and moving, progressing forward. Um but it is just like such I, I'd call the game more of just like an experience of like feelings and emotions. It's such a cool game. And there is a little story that goes along with it. Uh, it's divided into like six little chapters. So um, it's not to say that there isn't kind of like fun game stuff to do in the game. Like there are little hidden uh, secret flowers that you can try to find in each chapter. So there's three hidden in each chapter. So that's something fun you can do if you want something more than just an experience. But <laughs> yeah, it's such a moving game and just super relaxed, very accessible by anyone, and definitely a worthwhile game of playing. So cool. Um, so my next game, this one, it's I don't think of this as requiring a skill, but um, Hot Shots Golf is probably the chillest golf game <laughs> that's out. It's it's very funny. It has a lot of humor. Um, the mechanics of the game are a simple three. You know, you hit X to start the the power meter. You hit X where you want it to stop, and you hit X again to align it up for your your slice. Very simple. Um, a lot of golf games do that. Um, I suggest a golf game just because um, most sports games nowadays are very simmy. So, like, your baseball games are super simmy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your pitching is, like, accurate. Everything's, like, you have to, like, aim your swing now. Um, yeah, and they're getting, like, loaded down with, like, so many extra mechanics and just, like, management and, like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, like, hockey's this hockey turned the same way. Um, like, hockey, you've got your your left stick is your... Um, your left sticks are your skates, and your right stick is your stick. And you shoot <laughs> by flicking, you know, your oh my right gosh. stick. And it takes some time to get used to it. Like it sounds cool, I mean, but it's, it also it's sounds cool, intimidating. It's, exactly. It's one of those things that like, I know people that like, for instance, like Madden, Madden's pretty much the same way. I know people that don't play sports games anymore. FIFA's the same way when you play soccer. Um, and I would assume I haven't played any of these, but like the P the E it's basically EA games. Let's put it, let's just come out and say that <laughs> EA sports games are super semi. The people love them, but I know a lot of people that don't buy those new games mm -hmm. because they're not fun anymore. And um, just like playing against people who just play them all the time. It's just like such a yeah divide now. So, um, so hot shots golf is now everybody's golf. And I think that they've done a very good job since the series came out on PlayStation. 
Um, it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive uh, game. Um, you can find a Hot Shots game on PS1. You can find them on PS2. You can find them on PSP, PS Vita, PS3, and Everybody's Golf is on PS4, which they also just released a VR version for. Um, I can't speak for how good the VR version is, but the standard version of those games are very fun. Um, I have it on PSP, and I actually still, like, occasionally will pick up my PSP while I'm laying in bed and play a couple rounds of golf. Um, it's just it's just chill. It's a very relaxing, <laughs> very easy to get into golf game. Um, and I highly recommend playing that if you enjoy any sort of golf game. And I know you like sports games, Vegas. I know you do. I don't know if you like golf <laughs> games. I don't remember. But I know yeah. I know you like your sports games. And I know you probably don't like them so semi. No, no. I, I, I enjoy a good golf game every now and then. We both love Golf Story. And golf Story I used to play, awesome. I used to play Mario, was it? Toadstool Store. Uh, yeah. The GameCube one. Game yeah, Su- that yeah. one was fun. I have World Tour on 3DS as well. Um, and those cool. mecha- the mechanics for the Mario golf games are very similar. Yeah, um, it's yeah. that like I said, it's a three button push uh, mm-hmm. power meter. It's very, yep. um, very simple and to the point. Yeah, just timing. It's it's timing, but it's not something you have to master. Like you you pick no. it up. You it, pick it, it up. It's really basically quick. just one mechanic the whole game. Yeah. So it's not like requiring you to keep learning new skills. It's no. like all right, you're just gonna you get it and you'll get yep. better. You hit the ball. You you change your club based on the distance, and the games all have like you know, arrows that point to how far you're going to hit the ball if you get all of it. And, yeah. Um, just, yeah, I, I'd say Hot Shots Golf, though, is the must-play best game in that category. <laughs> cool, cool. So. Yeah. And I forgot to mention for Flower, that was on PS3 and I think later PS4, so that's where you can check out that game. Um, like so for my third pick, let's see. I think... One of the next best casual, easygoing games that anyone could pick up. It's kind of a broad category. I'll, I'll give two recommendations, and Chad probably has another recommendation with it. And this is any Kirby game. Yeah. Kirby, the little pink puffball. He's a great character to just pick up, and you're going to have a fun time, and it's not going to stress you out. <laughs> he sucks up bad guys. You get the ability. You float through most of the stages, but you can still have fun platforming around. Um, my personal favorite Kirby game is Kirby 64 to Crystal Shards, just because it was such a cool mechanic of being able to combine abilities in that game and find all kinds of cool power combinations, like I think if you got like the lightning ability combined with, uh, was it the needle or the boomerang? I don't remember which one, but between one of those two, um, you got like dual lightsaber Darth Maul Kirby, and he was like swinging around. <laughs> I, was I like, never yes. played that one. <laughs> I never yeah, that's no, such a fun one. one. Such a fun one. Uh, but if you want to get something even more casual than that, Kirby's Epic Yarn is definitely a solid pick as well, because um, you can't even die in that game. Not to say. <laughs> it doesn't have a challenge if you want a challenge um getting all the i think to get a high score on each level you have to collect so many beads so that can be your challenge if you want it but it's just a very chill game the music in that game is 
super relaxing and the art style is just freaking adorable so yeah well, <laughs> and me- it's a co-op game too so music and Kirby, music in kirby games is always like really good too yeah it's always yeah. high quality um and co-op kirby is really fun i know like the first thing me and you ever played together was kirby return to dreamland on the wii yeah and that, and that was, was that was a lot of fun that night we played mm-hmm. i don't know we played maybe an hour or so and yeah yeah um, i think like the first world or two so something like that and it was super chill it was a lot of fun like you don't die you're like giving health to each other by like yeah. kirby's making out which is kind of funny <laughs> but, forgot about that <laughs> it's like that's kind of weird okay <laughs> like giving cpr to each other or something yeah. like mid-game <laughs> um but uh no that like kirby's kirby's a great pick um you know i my first kirby game was uh kirby's dreamland on game boy um and then kirby's adventure on nes which um kirby's dreamland was always great um like patrick said they're not stressful games for the most part um kirby's kirby's adventure can be a little stressful there's a couple boss fights that can be a little annoying but they're mm-hmm. not they're not hard um, and no. they're not like they're not it takes like, you maybe an extra try or two. But, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing like Ninja Gaiden on NES where you're just getting destroyed like left and right because like enemies keep respawning and like, you know, knocking you off platforms and stuff like that, because that, you know, that will require your like, you know, skill to learn the patterns and mm-hmm. timings and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Kirby Kirby's definitely a good pick. Yeah. Any Kirby. And the the two Kirby games that I mentioned was Kirby 64, obviously for the N64. Um, and Kirby's Epic Yarn was a Wii game, which I believe they also later ported to 3DS. So Yeah, they did port out to 3DS. For yeah. There's one on Switch right now. It's, um, was it Star, Star Allies? Allies? Which I heard it was kind of, I played the demo and it I felt like you couldn't die. I wasn't that one. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know, it didn't quite have like the creativity that I like in some of the Kirby games. Yeah. It's okay, I've heard. Super but... easy though. <laughs> Super easy. Yeah, it's, it's wanna... definitely easy. So <laughs> yeah. if that's what you're looking for, but I, I'd recommend the other two if you get a chance. Just want to experience a full, really solid Kirby game. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll go to my third game. My third pick. Um. I think I'm going to have to go with on my list here. I'm trying to pick out some of the lesser known stuff. Um, not lesser known, but you know, <laughs> le- unconventional, I guess. So <laughs> I consider portal and portal two to be pretty casual. Um, okay. And that's just because you're until like, until like the very end of portal one, let's use portal one as the example. You can beat portal one in about three hours, like less it's than definitely three. a shorter game, super yeah. short I'd say game between like two to three hours for your first play experience. And that's kind of my thing. Like if, if you can just first sit down, first play a game and beat it in like less than 10 hours or, you know, even, <laughs> even maybe five hours, less than that. That's a pretty casual game. I mean, obviously there's like bullet hell games that are super hard. People will beat in like 45 minutes, but um, you know, I'm just getting at like you sit down, you never played the game before, and you're able to progress through it. Um, mm-hmm. Portal is very chill. Um, for the most part, when you die in Portal, it's because you made a mistake. Um, like you launched yourself off of a, you know, into a pit, or you launched yourself in the water, or um, you know, you did something to cause your death. 
Um, there's nothing really killing you. There's um, there are some turret guns, but you can like take them out. It's very puzzle based. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't played Portal before, it's um, you have a gun. You shoot a blue portal and you shoot an orange portal, and wherever one is, you can walk through one and end up in the other spot. It totally breaks physics. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and you use those, you use that mechanic to solve puzzles um, by either like shooting objects across the room that you would no longer, you, you wouldn't be able to just carry over there. Um, you can put um, a you can put a portal on the ground and put a portal on the ceiling and then you can fall through the one on the ground and then you'll fall out of the ceiling and just gain terminal velocity. And then you can shoot your portal on the other side, like onto like a launch um, platform and it will just shoot you out because you're going so fast. Um, I don't consider a, I don't think it's a skill you have to master to play that game because the game is super good at, showing you how to use that mechanic it walks you through it Mm -hmm. um you're in test chambers i believe there's like 20 test chambers something like that and each test chamber expands the usability of your um your gun your portal gun and shows you like okay move this box over there okay now you have like i think you initially start out with just the blue portal and then they've already got orange portals in the game and then you eventually get the the orange as well yeah yeah so like um, the first three chambers you'll even have the portal gun it's just like teaching you like this is how a switch works and yeah. this is what a portal is but you don't have a gun yet you can't make it yourself yet yeah and, but yeah. but i think it's very chill uh, because you're not getting you know you're you're there's no stress of like getting chased down by monsters or enemies stuff like that it's just it's just solving these puzzles how do you get out of here how do you figure this out um Mm -hmm. and uh to more extent the second one the second one's a little it's the same mechanics but they added in stuff where you can like you have these different paints and uh a lot lot more like environmental kind of elements to the puzzles yeah you have to like paint walls that you normally because you can only shoot portals on certain type of walls Mm -hmm. and then they have paint that you can put on these walls that'll let you get to places that you wouldn't have been able to get to the bouncy the bouncy goop and the the, the light bridges and stuff and the the speed up um they have the speed up um goo makes you run oh yeah the speed yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. me and sadish actually just played um a couple of the uh the Oh, the, the co-op mode yeah we did yeah, the, we did the that co-op was fun. and then we did some of the user created levels the community levels and they oh, were i forgot they awesome. had that yeah it was yeah. a lot of fun so um so yeah we did that it was really cool we did that like i don't know a couple weeks ago and um that was a lot of fun super super chill game especially if you can play the second one with co-op that was just um a lot of fun like some of the most fun i've had playing games in a while so um definitely That's would recommend nice. portal as a casual must play game all right all right so well, i guess then. we'll go with like two more maybe two more each yeah yeah all right i think i think i can manage that um so i guess going for my fourth pick in the vein of co-op casual games i would highly recommend to anybody snipper clips Good game. Snipper clips <laughs> is like I still pulled out game out of that game with and play with just friends and like, like 
it still gives me in like fits of giggles and just how much fun that game is even if it's playing a puzzle i've already played before it's just so much fun like the experience with playing with someone new each time gives it a whole different feel to what is essentially the same puzzle that you might have played two or three times already and the game gives you like all the mechanics you need right out the bat and just gives you all these different scenarios to like play around and try them out with. But all you do is you rotate your characters around. They have like these eraser shaped bodies and you can rotate them. You can jump around and then you can snip each other out into different sh- shapes and and that's it. But uh the way that you interact with each other just makes this game so much fun and yeah, the, the personalities that each character has is really, it's really cool. Like, just <laughs> the way they'll, like, you'll, like, so, s- step on top of, like, your your partner and their faces will make these, like, yes. squinted up faces. Like, they're, like, carrying you and they're struggling. Like, yeah. Ah. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you use yourself, like, when you cut yourself out into these different shapes, you can use yourself to, like, manipulate the environment. Like to mm-hmm. carry water to like a pool, and then you like carry it from the faucet, and then you walk over and dump it into the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and then there's like you know carrying a ball and just all sorts of stuff, and you can like clip each other. And then if you just like if you want to be a jerk to your partner, you can like make the perfect cut, and then as they're going to do it, you can just like snip them, and then they <laughs> then you have to do it all over again and. It's it's definitely an amazing co-op game. It's not so fun as a single-player game. No. Um, but co-op uh-huh. is... You can do it. I mean, it gives you a button to this, change This one I highly recommend only as co-op. Yeah, but, but co-op's where it's at for sure, that game. But for a casual co-op game that both players can enjoy, regardless of skill level, I think you will have a very fun time. And yeah, I would sure. definitely recommend it. For sure. So, um, my next game, I'm going to go again with a puzzle game, but this one's more of a story. Um, I'm going to go with Inside or Limbo. Uh, so it's two games, but uh, okay. same developer, yeah. um, multi-platform. It was released on pretty much everything at this point. Um, mm-hmm. The game, you're basically a single character and you're running through this environment and it's telling a story as you go. It's puzzle based. You're trying to find like switches to open up the next environment, um, paths you need to avoid. You need to avoid like dangerous obstacles, but it's, it's very chill and you don't need to really Mm -hmm. learn anything. It's, it's all about just studying your environment and, it's also a lot of a trial by error kind of game. True, like that you will too. you will die a lot, but that is that is kind of the gameplay of it. You yeah. make a mistake, and you're like, oh, well, I should figure out how to not to do that again. The game is just <laughs> so good. Like I, Patrick told me about Limbo, and I picked it up, and I was immediately hooked. The game, just the storytelling was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, that minimalistic art style and just like it's so engrossing yeah i mean you just you start seeing things in the game and then you're just kind of like you start putting things together like of what you think the ending is going to be as you're going and then um they just did an amazing job with telling the whole story but the games i don't really want to get into the story just because that could like ruin it Um, that that is a large part of it but um, the game the gameplay is great um there's a you know 
I don't think you have to have a lot of like you know masterful skill um, to play that game, but there are um, there's like a couple parts that were like towards the end that maybe get a little challenging, but overall um, it, they're easily doable. Um, it's yeah. just it's a very fun game and very, it's a pu- it's a puzzle platformer. So you're you know you're running, jumping, turning on switches, dodging obstacles. Um, there's just lots of different things you can do. And inside and limbo, I think inside was. Limbo was really good. Inside was pretty creepy. It was cool though. It was really, yeah. really good as well. Um, same kind of game, um, just a different environment with a different story. Um, mm-hmm. But I would definitely check out one of those. They're they're pretty cheap these days too, and they're released on pretty much everything. Yeah, those are just phenomenal games, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so one last pick here. Um, I think my last pick is going to be something somewhat story-focused as well, but it's just a very casual game. Like, if you die in a game, it quickly just puts you right back, and it's like, keep going, it's fine. Celeste. (laughs) (laughs) Although there are difficulty adjustments for that, but that's not going to be my pick. No. Um, I'm going to pick Wanderson as my last pick, uh, because the majority of the enjoyment from that game is just the delightful writing and humor that it has in the game, and just the charm of the, like, art style and the story is just so, so, so charming, um, like, the, the gameplay is still enjoyable, but it is very easy. It doesn't ask too much of you. It's more just kind of a means of getting through the story and just kind of enjoying it. Um, but you kind—it's of, like a little musical platformer of sorts where you're running around, singing, um, and they have some light puzzles where you're like trying to match musical cues. Or uh, I remember one point of the game where you're trying to figure out how to talk to these characters but it kind of has like a time schedule and stuff so that that section was a little more puzzly but it's pretty simple and chill for the most part and it's just a very happy heartwarming game and just like yeah it doesn't ask too much of you and definitely worth a while game for playing so if you're just looking for a game that will make you feel good and doesn't ask too much of you, this is this is a game worth being on your list. Now available on Game Pass. And yes, if <laughs> get on Game Pass. Yeah, you get a lot. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so yeah, I mean a lot of. Play it. <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of indie games have this kind of vibe to them, because um, a lot of the indie games are very creative. They're very, you know they're they're telling a story there a lot of these games are about that like a good a good thing would be like the gardens between that you talked about and i recently mm-hmm. played as well that's um, good yeah very very chill game and you know you're just playing through there's nothing like crazy about it but the mechanic of the game was so relaxing and so chill um that you're just it's telling the story i just think it'd be it'd be really neat to play more games that were were like that and um 
you know, the I mentioned the indie scene just because Game Pass has a lot of indies and the Switch has a lot of indies. It's and true. Those yeah. are those are all multi-platform, and um, you know we've named a you know a few indies right here like Inside Limbo and um, uh, you know Wander Songs, Flower, Flower, yeah, Snipper Clips, yeah, yeah, lots of indie games. So um, that's definitely you know good. You can play it on pretty much anything, which is also good. Yeah. So and they're cheap. So that's always good too. <laughs> For the most part, you're not going to pay more than like Cheap 20 bucks. and short. Yeah. yeah. So, although I think I ended up playing Wandersong for like 15 hours. That's because so. you beat it like three times. <laughs> well no i played it for 30 hours if you count the second playthrough <laughs> okay. okay i love it i love that game so much yeah i'll have to check it out i have it now i just gotta do it but um yeah so my final pick um it's hard to say i've got a, i got a, an honorable mention for day of the tentacle point and click adventure games oh. i always find those games super fun um they're old i for me it's hard to do this because like you know, for me, that's something that's super, you know, that might be difficult is casual for me and I find it <laughs> relaxing, but, um, but point and click adventure games, again, there's no stress in them. You just kind of, you run around, you put items in different places, pick up everything you can, you know, study your environment and, um, solve puzzles by, you know, using these items. So that's going to be my honorable mention just because I have to talk about Day of the Tentacle and how <laughs> amazing that game is. Um, it's available on most platforms now. It was remastered a few years back. So um, if you like point... If you ever played Maniac Mansion on NES or PC or, like, Grim Fandango or Full Throttle or any of these old point-and-click adventure yeah. games from back Sam in the and day. Max games. Sam or... and Max. There's Indiana Jones ones. Any of those <laughs> point-and-click adventure games, I would say go for it because they're all they're all chill. I mean, there's not except for except for maybe like Mist or those get yeah. a little more intense. <laughs> yeah, but they get a little a little more like they're they're not as obvious to solve puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah. They're not um, as communicative in, like, what you can actually interact yeah, with. Yeah, stay away from, like, Sierra games, because when you play <laughs> Sierra Adventure games, you can die in them to the point oh. where, like, you can get to, like, you know, three-fourths of the way through the game, and you won't be able to figure it out, and then when you look up how to beat it, it'll be something that you can't go back and get, so you just have to start over. Ooh, that's not nice. Yeah, not, not good <laughs> game design for most of those uh, old Sierra games, but, but anyway, yeah, Day of the Tentacle... Check it out yeah. for sure. That's definitely one of the the best, if not the best, um, um, point and click adventure games ever. So <laughs> um, but I'm actually gonna go out here and I'm gonna say again two games just because they're always fun. You can probably just say the entire series, honestly. And <laughs> this isn't going. This isn't shocking anybody. But I say Super Mario. Um, <laughs> super, That's quite a broad the, the super mario no seriously the super mario the super mario series um i'm gonna say my personal favorite super mario world um, okay it's i don't th it's just platforming and i don't find yeah. a lot of that challenging it can be challenging if you're trying to find all the um the secret exits throughout the game like mm -hmm. jumping underneath the um, the finish poles and stuff like that to to find these secret exits, but overall the game is it's 
it's chill it's fun the music's awesome um but to a to a more like newer extent like super mario odyssey gives you that freedom you had in super mario 64 to roam and explore and run around but then they've added in so much where you can just you can complete the game pretty easily if you just if mm-hmm. you just play to get the Bowser and you're again you're not 100%ing it the game mm-hmm. is super fun you can play at your own pace um you know you you aren't really going to die i don't think <laughs> until maybe some of the boss battles oh yeah that, isn't that like the first 3D Mario game that doesn't have like game over like every time you die you just kind of like lose 10 coins or whatever yeah, and you just it's lose, like all right keep playing yeah you lose coins it's it fine. throws you back there's no like more the one ups or anything so. yeah so um yeah, it's very chill. You like again, like I said, you play at your own pace. Um, I just think that that's definitely worth mentioning as a game to play. Definitely, um, definitely for you know, if you played Mario sixty four, if you played any Mario game, um, you know, you should have those basic platforming mechanics. And let's and let's face it, Mario has probably the best platforming mechanics. Mm-hmm. Besides maybe Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow Knight is so good, but that's not a casual not, game. Not for the casual list. <laughs> not though. for the casual game, but a great game nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> but Mario, Mario controls are so tight. They feel so good. They always have. That's why they've always stood out above all the other platformers that have tried to compete with it. Yeah. So. And Mario, Mario Odyssey has some pretty fun advanced con- techniques for those who want to dabble into it, but... It's definitely a perfect game for casual players to enjoy too. Just the freedom that that game gives you, like, and the variety of like options you can do, what to do in each world. Just it can be enjoyed by any play style. Like, all right, I'm gonna do this section, and this is what I like, and I'm gonna now move on to the next world and see. So, yeah, yeah definitely a great pick. Um, yeah. So I guess that pretty much covers. Is there anything you want to give a, a shout out to that you didn't yeah, talk yeah. about? I, I should get at least one honorable mention since you gave one. So <laughs> I had to. Yeah, no, no that's cool. That's cool. Great game. <laughs> if I were to give one honorable mention shout out, uh, I think I'd give it to a game called uh, Hohokum. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's H O H O K U M. It's a very kind of weird indie game i think it was only on playstation but um it's a kind of like i call it like a musical hide and seek (laughs) because like each you're there's all these like interconnected worlds that you kind of like go through portals and then you're in this like separate world all of a sudden and they're all have very distinct art styles to them and you're trying to find your friends who are like these long gated worms that it's really weird, but um, they're all like hiding in this world and you have to kind of like solve a puzzle in each area to figure out like, all right, where are you hiding? How do I get you out? Um, But it's a musical game too, because each world has its like own kind of like musical vibes to it. And it's just kind of like super chill and fun to kind of explore and experiment and make music and, just look around so very cool not not super involved but if you're trying to find everyone then it's a challenge but it's a super fun show game i definitely recommend cool so hopefully that uh that longer than anticipated segment (laughs) can uh, (laughs) help you out with um you know 
picking out some new cool games yeah. that you can experience and maybe get you back into gaming. I know you wanted to grab a new console when they come out. So, um, yeah, let us know if that answers your questions. If you're looking for something different, let us know. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, if you have any name suggestions for this segment, otherwise it will <laughs> still be called what the cluck <laughs> so um yeah you can leave us comments on youtube um that's probably the best place to contact us at this point unless you know us then you can just ask us and um <laughs> we'll, we'll we have i did create a twitter account i haven't really used it it's a cuckoo attack podcast i think is what i called it i have to look at that again <laughs> and get the actual list out there i made that um we do have a Facebook page, Cuckoo Attack Podcast. That could be a good place yeah, to. That could be a good place to ask these questions as well. Um, I'm going to hesitate on giving out the email, <laughs> <laughs> just because mail bombs suck. <laughs> but um, if we get enough like of demand for questions, we'll we'll maybe consider opening that up. But post on those two spots first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook and Twitter is good. Or YouTube. Um, or YouTube. That that works. Um, well, I guess Twitter doesn't help because I didn't give you the actual handle yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this podcast is for fun. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, you know, feel free to leave us comments, ask us questions, like and subscribe and review our podcast if you would. That'd be great. And we will see you guys next time after yeah. Links of the Awakening comes out. And I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll have plenty to talk about regarding If that. anything, <laughs> this, this doing this podcast has helped kill a little more time until <laughs> it comes out. Hey, hour and a half just killed like that, <laughs> talking about what we like to do. So um, until then, guys, we will see you later. And happy, happy gaming, everybody. See ya. <laughs>